Welcome to the Positive Peers podcast. Here we will share candid stories, discussions and insights to help us explore our well-being and understand how we can harness the best versions of ourselves to flourish as individuals in whatever we pursue. The Positive Peers are a student-led group delivering outreach workshops, one-to-one and group support sessions and online community engagement to help students thrive at university. Today our podcast is in collaboration with King's College London's Paediatric Society who have created an online platform to provide incoming students with advice and stories to help them during their first year at King's. I am Shireen, a recent graduate of GKT Medical School and sharing their first year experiences and tips with us today are fellow positive peers, Ria, a fourth year medical student, Helen, a finalist in classical studies with English, Marta, a recent KCR psychology graduate, and Yasmin, a first-year law student. So I think the first thing we'll discuss is um, what was everyone's kind of initial thoughts and views towards university uh, before starting? I think for me, I was always quite excited to come to uni because I always knew I would be going away from family Um, but I didn't realize that I would also be very scared. It was something that I always thought would be exciting but I was actually very nervous and I didn't necessarily recognize those feelings before coming to uni. Yeah, I think kind of same as that. I had a really big expectations versus reality moment where you have all these movies telling you what university is going to be like and you come here and you're like, I haven't eaten a vegetable in three weeks. I'm going to have just having a lot going on and it's hectic and overwhelming. So I was really excited, but I really got hit with the reality of it quickly. Yeah. Well, before I started, um, it felt kind of surreal um, that I was actually going out of my country because I never actually like um, imagined it. And then I was just like there and I was moving in and I was like, oh God, it's actually a thing. And I'm actually in London. I'm like, oh my God, I visited the city two years ago. And I was like, it's not possible that I'm going to be here for studying. So it was like surreal, but it was, my expectations were way lower than reality. So I was very, very, very happy with the turnout. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. Really good. And yeah. I think for me, I was really excited, more than anxious. Um, I don't know. I just... I live in London already, so it's not like a huge transition or adjustment to make. But the idea of studying in the capital, I don't know, it just, I was like really excited and really happy to, you know, be in that area of like Oxford Street and all these (laughs) stores. The London bubble. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And um, out of you, did you have any friends who joined uni at the same time as you or not only joining you at the same time, but even joining Kings, anyone at all that you knew coming? Well, I had a couple of friends that were actually like um, supposed to go at Kings, but no one actually showed up except me. And it felt, it felt actually reassuring that um, I would be on my own because I would be forced mm-hmm. to actually like make friends and go out of my way to socialize more. I don't know if you feel, if you guys feel the same way, but yeah, definitely. Quite exciting. I mean, for me, I came to university with my boyfriend, so it was really reassuring for me to come with someone from home as an international student. It felt like a safety blanket, but I do agree that being with someone you already knew doesn't push you out of your comfort zone. And it took me until probably the start of my second year to really start making some friends because I was just latching onto that safety blanket. Well, it depends on what kind of personality you might have. Um, well, for example, 
as an extrovert, I felt that it really like I was like just really happy, and it was I don't know, <laughs> it felt it felt like like you in my energy. element. <laughs> you had energy, like raring to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As an introvert, you just feel like internal screaming for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice fresh start i think um sometimes to sort of be who you really like want to be and you can just like reinvent yourself like no one knows you and you know in high school like you have all those like um i don't know judgments about other people and you know because it's people you've grown up with forever yeah of course you're just like oh like this this person was like did that and whatever so in university you just like fresh start and it's brand new and it feels it's you dread it a bit but at the same time it's like quiet I don't know uh, exciting obviously and just kind of moving on from um your initial thoughts about like starting university and think about people who you joined with when you entered your first year in terms of workload how did you find that yeah, so for me, uh, doing a dual honours, uh, both classics and English, naturally the workload is quite heavy uh, compared to just doing a single honours. So I did feel a bit overwhelmed at times, uh, definitely when it came to assessments and making sure that I do everything in time. So um, it was a bit stressful at times, uh, but I think as you get used to the routine of planning ahead and uh, just doing the work, in with uh time to spare you just find yourself just getting it out the way is the best option so i try to do it early rather than late i think first year for everyone is going to start being a bit hectic just because you come in and there's so many new and exciting things to do and you get through all this reading and all these things that you don't know how to study yet so at first you feel overwhelmed and you don't feel like you can grasp anything and then i think soon enough you sort of find your own groove and you sort of start realizing that you don't need to know everything you don't need to read everything and sort of prioritize within yourself what is important for me to read but the first few weeks were just again a lot of screaming and a lot of ice cream (laughs) internal screaming or just like just actual i think with the workload it was external (laughs) i think i don't know for medicine i feel like it's i feel like it's easier to a certain extent than other subjects in terms of, I, th- I think it depends which uni also you go to, but at least at King's, it wasn't, there was a lot to learn for sure, but um, it was a lot of stuff that you, like you have responsibility for your own learning, so your workload kind of also depends on what you put in mm-hmm. and what you feel like you need to do and what you want to cover. Um, so you can make your first year as intense or as not intense as you want, to a certain extent, obviously. The thing with, with university, it gives you a lot of opportunities to go into extracurricular more, mm-hmm. which is where I really like. It's more than just academics. So this is why I felt I was like very loaded, because of everything in between, not like yeah, for sure. specifically academics. And just kind of touching on to that, what would your advice be to students entering their first year in terms of balancing these extracurricular, these kind of, social parts of university and work like what type of advice would you kind of give to them in terms of managing both of them Mm, okay for me um it would be like um be cautious for the first couple of months and just really know um try to like try to know what your rhythm will be like concerning university uh like academics and for extracurricular uh 
I was, I got like into like 10 societies at the beginning and I was just very excited. I wanted to do everything. And then you just see, you just don't have time. So really um, try to pick from the beginning what you really enjoy doing and what you really want to invest your time in because you will not have time. But like you said, like how you join 10 societies at the very beginning, it's completely fine to go all out and try so many different new things. And then you'll naturally start selecting what you want Mm -hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say physically scheduling breaks because I think everything is so exciting and so new and you want to do everything because it's the first chance that you're getting to do all these things. So you can be having so much fun and all of a sudden be completely burnt out from having had so much fun. So just try to schedule Agreed. in some downtime at least mm-hmm. a couple Definitely. times a week to just be with yourself and organize your week and just yeah, take that time off. Yeah. And in addition to that, I'd say don't lose focus of why you're there as well. Yeah. I know the social mm-hmm. is as important, but better to get a degree as well. So just remember that. It's true. You can get carried yeah. on with the socials, with the parties, with the, with the fun, with um, being um, officially an adult and out in the world alone. But yeah, you're there for a reason. And just touching on really, you mentioned, Yasmin, about um, join, doing all these different activities and joining all these new societies. It's an open question to everyone, but kind of, um, did you try, did everyone else kind of try out new things when they joined university? Um, did you go out of your comfort zone at all in these things? Or did you kind of stick to the things you knew you were good at or the things that, you know, were safe options? So I think, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a massive introvert. And I think something that I really regret from my time at university is I didn't get out of my shell more. So I actually, my first year, didn't join anything at all. I was excited to join a lot of things, ended up joining nothing and just ended up feeling so isolated for the longest time and then I joined positive peers at the end of my first year and that's when I started feeling like I had to try more because I felt like I was surrounded by people that cared about the same things as me so if there's one thing I can say to any introverts coming in is honestly even if it's just one thing join it because that's the way you're going to meet the people that are important to you during uni so do something and don't regret it at the end of your third year like me oh I have I have something to say um and this is my resolution for second year is to really try more diverse stuff Mm -hmm. so it's not that i stuck to stuff that i already know is that i really got carried away and just ended up like i don't know um slacking everything that i was doing because i was doing too much so i really want to get out of my comfort zone and take more risks but keep up with them not just like i don't know try everything and do nothing at the end just like do something consistent and just kind of Talking about maintaining, obviously, those interests um, from first year to second year, were there any outside hobbies that you had prior to university that you maintained whilst you were in university? Um, I quite liked dancing before university, and I did do that for my first two years at university. I joined the KCL Charity Diwali Show uh, the first year with Pangra, the second year with uh, a dance form called Garba. However, I feel like there are so many other things I wanted to do with that, like Marta said before, and I just didn't do it. Um, and I really wish I had. So, yeah, if you do want to continue with something that you have invested a lot of time in before university, you should continue with it if it's something you really enjoy. Yeah, likewise. I think it's the kind of thing that you, you're going to have to schedule time in to do those things. I, before uni, I did a lot of music. Mm-hmm. I like writing music and recording. And I came into uni and things got hectic and exciting and then, being in dorms as well, you can't really be noisy and bother people, even though people don't care about that so much. So I think try to find a place and time where you can continue developing the things that really fill your heart with joy outside of academics. 
So it's interesting you mentioned the kind of being in halls. Did all of you stay in halls? Um, yes, I did. I did. You did. Yeah. I, I did not. 50% recommend being in halls Ooh. your first year because <laughs> you, you make... <laughs> off the scale <laughs> I because really like but like most of my friends that were in that were in halls the first year made a lot a lot of mm. substantial friendships that lasted more than just like being in an apartment for the first year and just trying to make like uni friends because you don't see them as much as living with them and I like I found love in dorms sir oh wow. <laughs> <All> right <laughs> <laughs> so I really recommend <laughs> okay <laughs> love that for you I think I, I agree definitely I mean as an international student halls just seem like the most straightforward then you're going somewhere and I do recommend it because you do feel safe and you feel just a lot more comfortable knowing that there's a university staff there they do events so you have a lot more opportunities to meet people the and dream version of halls doesn't happen for me yeah. <laughs> in university as a whole have you know, be excited about things, but don't overbuild your expectations because sometimes it's not the dream. I think, I think, like, wherever you do go, you can make the most of that situation. Um, in halls, it's not necessarily only the flatmates you'll be with. It's other people in yeah. the halls who might be on your course that you will get closer mm -hmm. to. That was the case for me and a lot of other people. Um, yeah, obviously, you're not going to click with everyone. You can't expect to click with everyone because people are different. Yeah, but... Being in halls, you'll have all sorts of people and you're going to find someone who you click with. Yeah, but then um, I didn't really have that kind of experience of like mm -hmm. staying in halls in my first year. I stayed at home and I'm still at home. But um, I would say I definitely still was able to connect with people. It wouldn't be as such as the scale as you guys did staying in halls. But um, yeah, once you're on campus you just have a bunch of people you just run into or make friends on in, during your course and there's still a lot of opportunities to make friendships 100%. not Definitely. just you know yeah. where you live yeah well the more you put yourself out there the exactly. easier it is and how was freshers weeks uh freshers week for you all any funny stories oh god LF oh sweet we <laughs> we all too? we all know about the freshers flu and it does hit and it's actually a thing <laughs> I, remember I don't know. I didn't even have a proper freshers flu, but when I got the meningitis jab, I'm like super hypochondriac, and I think I made myself sick from it because I was so worried about it that it just seemed like a whole week. Like my arm hurts; it's gonna fall off. Like <laughs> I was being quite extreme. <laughs> I think for me, um, freshers week was interesting because I don't drink, um, and I was quite scared about that before coming to uni. Um, I sort of had this notion that everyone would be drinking and every, like a lot of people do drink obviously, but there is a substantial amount of people that don't drink mm -hmm. and the people who mm -hmm. do drink, they're like, they're completely like just as open, just as friendly, even, even if you don't drink. Um, so if, if you don't drink, I think don't be too worried about that. Just enjoy yourselves. Um, do try still push yourself to go out if if you want to, if you feel like that would be helpful to you. Um, because you do meet people at various of those, like most of the freshers events are sort of, a lot of them are centered around clubs, bars, etc. But you can definitely make um, friends in many different settings. 
apart from yeah. that. And there's also a lot of like non-club events that you can yeah. go to. Like there's a lot of daytime events. There's plenty yeah. of places. Uh, for my freshers week, I don't think I did any interesting or exciting things. I wish I did, but I just remember uh, the freshers fair and like beelining towards any freebies I could find. So pens, notebooks, whatever was free and available. It basically, exactly. So um, that was pretty much the highlight of my freshers fair. And um, I was just ex- um, kind of nervous when it came to social aspects and social events. So I didn't really take advantage of it. I kind of wish I did. Um, in terms of just friends and family back home in general, did, were you able to keep in touch with them quite easily? Or was it different considering you weren't in the same country anymore? Or in Helen, in your case, you didn't go to the same school, obviously, with some of your friends. Like, Did the dynamics change or was it easy to keep in, in touch with them? Um, well, for me, um, the first term it was just like oh, constant calls like whenever i get the chance i keep calling people because everyone was just like oh like just just wanting updates and such so, and such and my parents of course like were like super worried um because i'm their first daughter and you know just like send, sending their baby to university so they kept calling and they were like are you okay are you like drinking and stuff like that and i was like no sir <laughs> No, but yeah, um, it, it was it was quite easy. But um, you know, the then in term two, uh, well, this term was special. We came all home very early. Mm-hmm. But then, the, like my parents started to get less worried, obviously, and they were just like, whenever you can, give us a call every like couple of days. So it was, it was, uh, it's quite easy to keep in touch. But you j- really just have like to um, make a point to properly make effort to call people. It just mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, and I think um, building up, building on that, um, yeah, staying in contact with family, it's, yeah, I can't avoid it. I, <laughs> I see them every day. <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah, hey, mom, hey, dad. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Um, but I would say um, with my friends, it's really easy to just lose contact with them because yeah. I joined alone. Um, they all went to other unis in the country. So I found myself not forgetting about them, but having to remember, oh, right, I actually don't go to school with them anymore. I should check how they're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Just it's like I had, a, I had a life before university. It's a weird exactly. Yeah. 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 I think in because a, it's still parallel universe, kind of. <laughs> like you just come yeah. back home, you're like, oh my God, you exist. <laughs> Following on from that, uh, I think something that I've come to learn is if you want someone in your life from before, like from before you move to uni, you also, and I suppose they don't get in touch with you, but you still want to keep in touch with them. You should like contact them anyways, even, even if they are not initially keeping in touch. Obviously, if, they're, if, if you feel like it's not two-sided, then it's fine. <laughs> but if, if you feel like they just need that little push, I think keep that in mind that it is hard on both sides. So mm-hmm. if you want to keep in touch with someone, make that little bit of effort to keep in touch with them. It's an important thing mm-hmm. to come to terms with that like the like the older you get, it's not that people don't want to talk to you, it's just that people get busy and people have lives as well. So And um, now just kind of moving on to finances and money and things like that, because obviously you guys oh, all the net. You probably were, you know, looked after by mum and dad, either or, or maybe even aunties and uncles and things like that, or grandparents. 
But in terms of kind of budgeting and monitoring your own spending, how was that during your first year? It was difficult at first. I, I definitely do recommend trying to give yourself budgets for the week and every week sort of reassess where you're standing, just at least at first until you get comfortable, especially if you're coming into a new country. It's a new currency. You don't really know the price of things. It's going to be a bit difficult to sort of get used to how much you're spending. So yeah, try to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, during my first year, I think I was pretty good at keeping um, my expenses and spending uh, under control. I um, I just pretty much did made spreadsheets of my monthly spending and my income as well. So having a job, it basically allowed me to have much more money to spend and also be able to uh, prioritize what I need to uh, use the money for and just keeping everything under control so on the next month I'm not crying like ah I haven't got enough money <laughs> well I have some tips for budgeting because at first um I did not have like um I had a what's it called Monzo account so yeah. and oh, I just yeah. I only had cash so I always needed to put a cash in and you have a specific amount of cash that you can put in a month so that really helped me oh, wow. to actually be like okay um I can only put like 500 pounds per month and I prefer having leftovers for next month so basically I think the best way to do it is to put a specific amount of money that you want to spend on each activity whether it's like for example groceries or going out and stuff and give some sort of like scale like okay I'm gonna go 20 15 pounds less 50 pounds more and if one of them uh, you get it like you spend a bit more on it at some point you just gotta like take off somewhere else but um budgeting was for me quite easy to get used to because i always had allowances so mm. i feel that that was not much of an issue but yeah uh, the the thing that marta said about the currency being changed all oh, that that like that i was changes. i kept converting to my currency i was like is that expensive <laughs> yes in london everything yeah honestly yeah oh. <laughs> part-time jobs like how did you how did you find your jobs i've kept quite a few part-time jobs throughout uni and most of them were found through the universities and things like student ambassador jobs or like on-campus jobs like campus conversations things like that those are advertised mm -hmm. on the website and i found out about them during freshers week so on the welcome fairs there were people talking about them and the other ones king's actually has some um really great places to find jobs so king's talent bank is a place where they announce lots of part-time jobs and that's where i found my research assistant job King's careers. So for me, all of them were through to the university. Do you need any work experience before? No, not usually. For student jobs on campus, they don't really require it. There's usually an interview involved, but no previous experience, or usually not even a CV to send it, which is quite good mm -hmm. for new students coming in because they're really flexible work. Yeah. So it works well with your studies. Um, yeah, so for me, because um, I'm working for the NHS, um, it's not student related, but uh, Basically, my whole family has worked for the NHS. Um, they kind of encouraged me not only to, you know, work for the NHS as well, but make some money on the side. And, um, yeah, there was just an that available person. post I applied. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and, um, yeah, available post I applied. And, yeah, just started working, I think, when I was in my first year of sixth form. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's been kind of on and off summer jobs wow. kind of thing, part-time, yeah. Coming now to kind of towards the end of our podcast where we're going to focus really on how your health and well-being 
was basically during uh, your first year. And uh, just really interested to know how did you guys, if you did or if you didn't, kind of look after your health and well-being when you first started at King's? Uh, my first year, for me, I think the thing that helped most with my well-being was connecting, uh, making friends, making a support system that I could talk to um, just because I was away from home because I'm an international student. So within the country, I guess one of my first calls of support would be my friends. Um, so I think in first year, it is important to sort of find a group, good group of people that you can sort of trust uh, and rely on. Those groups may change as uni progresses, but just mm -hmm. sort of finding what works for you. Even if it's not like meeting your bestest friends for life, but just starting to get involved in a couple of things is going to make you feel as, like you're a part of something. And that's a really important thing. And I think the other thing that's quite important is coming to terms with the fact that it's okay to not feel okay and that you don't have to be having the time of your life every second of every day. It's really important that if you need a good cry, have a good cry, figure out why you've had that good cry and then think if, do I need to take this cry anywhere else and talk to someone about it or was that I'm a long cry and I'm good and ready to go and continue on with my life? I think you guys kind of touched on kind of how you felt during first year. Did you ever have feelings of feeling quite low or even quitting at all um, when you started at King's? I think for me it was sort of not in first year but more in second, third year especially with a degree that's as long as medicine when you see people around you sort of moving ahead in life and you're still studying um, and I think for me in those moments just remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing and talking to people I trust to help help put things into perspective um is what got me out of those down moments and it still comes in cycles where you feel where you don't know if you're doing enough um but it's a work in progress i guess exactly well the competition yeah. in law school really drove me down for a while because i was just like oh my god i feel like an imposter here yeah. and everyone feels like that for everyone starting uni um, it's a very normal feeling and you are here for a reason and you are here because you deserve it and never think that you do not or you're like, you're not good enough to be here. Um, so just kind of with regards to any support that you needed whilst you're at university with regards to your mental health and your well-being, did you know who to go to for that support and were you aware of the well-being services and peer support groups that Kings have to offer? I think when I first started, my main source of support, other than um, like friends or people that I knew, was my personal tutor. Because I think at first when you come in, you get fed a lot of information and it can be quite difficult to actually figure out what's what and what's important. So I think your personal tutor is always going to be a really good starting point to then signpost you anywhere else. Yeah, me too. I had a queen as a personal tutor. She was amazing. I had, like, in October, there was a revolution in Lebanon, and I was very, very, like, sad to not be there, and it was really, really weird feeling that no one could understand. So I just, like, I just talked to her, and I was like, I'm not doing well, and I cannot, like, I cannot give back essays and stuff. And she really helped, and she was so lenient. She talked to my, t like, tutors and everything, and it all worked out. So... This is, this is your first friend, yeah. like in academics, <laughs> personal tutor. I think, you know, how, how I was saying with friends, with you like click with them, you don't. I feel like that does extend to a certain extent with personal tutors. Um, well, like 
they're nice people, like at the end of the day, obviously, but you might not feel that they're the person you're most comfortable talking with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And in those instances, there are other people you can go to. I personally didn't know of these um, other sources of um, support that were available at King's, but there are counselors, there are student support groups. Go on the student services website because they have a self-service mm-hmm. kind of program where you can say what your problem is and they will direct you to the most relevant service and all of the different mental health and well-being services are posted there with a description of what they do. Positive peers are up there too, so you can really just find everything there and contact people from that website. But yeah, King King's is like quite um, like performing concerning this. So now we're going to be drawing this podcast to a close. Ah. <laughs> and um, one thing I just wanted to ask you all um, individually is what one piece of advice would you give for an incoming student to King's? I think for me, it would be don't think too much about what you should do. Think more about what you want to do and do that just do things you enjoy and things will work out from there well my advice would be like get out of your comfort zone don't be afraid to take risks and you if you were really planning to start fresh and start a new chapter really like do what you feel you really love to do yeah and i think um this comes from like a personal experience, try not to um, compare yourself to others in terms of where you are, what you are doing and what others are doing, because that really does not help in most cases. If anything, it makes you feel more stressed and um, kind of insecure. Amazing. Words of wisdom. from <laughs> Thank you so much, Marta. Thank you, Yasmin. Thank you, Ria. Thank you, Helen, so much. Thank you, guys. Nice and for helping create this podcast for our first society collaboration ACL Society um, thank you everyone for listening as well and what we'll be doing we'll be also um, providing some information as to what services that you can use and where you can go if you need as and when you need any help when you join at King's